It is the Drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. I am itching for baseball, guys. Every day too. forward. This weekend, we'll have spring training. Yeah. <laughs> We're that much closer. I saw Tom Ackerman tweet out, you made it. It's the last weekend you have to go without Cardinals baseball. I know. <laughs> Let's go. Last year, that was kind of a – I got tired of watching them. I stopped probably mid to late July. Yeah, I did too. I, I say that. I said last year I hardly watched them at all. I just – I'm ready this year though. No doubt. No doubt. I even dabbled on the college baseball side yeah. over the weekend. It, it, was, it was fun to check out. I saw some of Illinois' game against number one Wake Forest – Pitchers duel early. Logan Tabling for Illinois was hanging right head-to-head with Chase Burns, who was mm. one of the top prospects in all of college baseball. Trans- he was a transfer from Tennessee, that being Burns. Throws upper 90s, can touch 100. Wow. MLB.com has him as the fifth overall prospect in college right now, maybe the top pitcher. And he throws smoke. He was able to – I think he only gave up – Went six innings, struck out ten. Wow. Maybe you have one hit or maybe it was another one mixed in there as well. But Illinois at the plate had a tough time, understandably so. But <laughs> uh, Tabling struck out sevens of the first two innings. Dang. Struck out the side in the first. And then wait, in the second, there was a drop third. Oh. <laughs> so he ended up striking like, four guys out in the second inning. Got it. But got in some trouble. I think it was in the fourth inning. Walked a couple. Ended up giving him a grand slam. Wow. Uh, Nick Kurtz, the – First baseman for Wake is maybe the top prospect in all of Jeez. college baseball. Hit a home run from the left side, power bat. Saw him getting comped to Matt Olson by some people. Whew. So uh, I, I saw some of that game. I, Illinois on the whole, they won yesterday. I think they beat Fordham. Okay. They split with, was it Akron in the first? That's some high-level like football scheduling when we decide to schedule Kansas, the worst team that's ever played football. And then all of a sudden they're good. You know, mm. did we know that we were going to get Wake Forest and the best pitcher imagine. and hitter in the in the country? Because you went to the Wake Forest invite. Yeah, they were hosting it. Dang I don't that. know how far ahead they schedule these <laughs> <Right>. things. <laughs> Wake was good last year. I think they were in the College World yeah, Series usually good, the final, yeah. but preseason number one. They split with Akron on Friday. They lost to Wake on Saturday. Five two isn't bad. No, and then beat Fordham yesterday nine to one. Didn't the girls' softball, t- the women's softball team, they're they off. lost like 18-1 to 1 in they're, the first game? They're off to a rough start. It's been, a, it's been a little rough with that program. Yeah. And, you know, Dan's got to get some stuff done. They got to get to the tournament again. Agree. Agree. And it, it would be nice to, to get there. And, yeah, it's just good to see baseball, though, and softball. Yeah, for sure. Just get rolling. I don't know how much you prioritize – Hitters from Canada as much as base, uh, oh, basketball players from Canada? The only one I know would be Larry Walker. Ah, yeah. That's, I think, the only guy. That's a good one. <laughs> but the freshman, Cameron Shee Alloy for Hartlib squad. I want to get Hartlib on at some point. Yeah, we, I, we, we, need, we, need we need to talk about the start of this season. But freshman out of Canada hits three home runs in the opening weekend. What? For the Illini. Wow. What part of Canada does it say? Um efforting i'm interested in case i've been fishing there toronto ontario oh okay home of the hockey hall of fame five nine outfielder five nine and he's some pop two home runs uh home run against akron in the first game and in the second game and then homered against fordham yesterday he must uh be a stocky dude is what i'm gonna guess i don't know does he look like tyler o'neill out there he looks like tommy edmund five nine 167 does he really and he's popping home yeah, he's runs? Popped three home runs. That's awesome, man. He's no Kyle Schwarber, but that's still solid. Yep. And if you can't tell, I, I did nerd out a little bit. Uh, Mississippi State, by the way, if you're interested, mm-hmm. has a ambidextrous pitcher. Really? Who throws from the right side against righties, left side against lefties. Oh, my gosh. Kind of crazy. That Now, that's been done before, right? It has. I don't know by who. Wow. Can you imagine being that good to be no. able to do that? No. And then I'd probably sit there at night going, gosh, maybe I just should concentrate on one side. You would imagine if he got to the professional, yeah. like if he was in the minor league system or like a top prospect for somebody that they would Ooh. want him to specialize. Just knowing how much work would go right. in. Like, all right, you worked. <laughs> I know you're not going to throw three hours maybe straight because your arm yeah, might fall right. off. But right. <laughs> everything you do from the right side. 
then you might, you know, everybody else might go home. The other bullpen says, you got to do it from the left side <laughs> type thing. It just There's so much specialty to it. it. It would be incredible to have that coming out of the pen. But to have that, yeah. But wh- how would you warm up? Like, if you, let's say you got 20 warm-up tosses in the pen. Do you go 10 right, 10 left, I, I, I guess? I guess so, yeah. That is – no, I did not know that. What would be cool is if you have – because I was, one, I was like, inspecting the glove. I was like, does he have an ambidextrous glove? I, I think he just gets a new one from the – they probably throw one from the dugout when a lefty comes oh, up. They wow. throw it. I, I would imagine. I didn't watch. I, I saw only the highlights of it. Oh, my it. Lord. These young kids today would hate that. That would drag a game the on another. clock and everything. I mean, <laughs> but if you, had the, if you had the glove that could do both, what it, imagine changing it up in a bat. Oh, yeah. That like, would what be. if you had a, a really good slider uh-huh. on the left side and then you know something different from the right? That would be really interesting. That would be interesting. interesting. That would be. Josh just said uh, – Justin Morneau was a Canadian, the old twins. That's right. Jeff said, hey, guys, great show. Thank you, Jeff. Speaking of the Cardinals, will 93-5 carry countdown to opening day again this year? I don't – we need to ask Rob that. I assume – I'll put it this way, Jeff. If the Cardinals do that, then I think we will carry it. And I know we carry the weekend – unless that's changed, I, we, we've always carried the weekend spring training games, the radio call. So, I don't think the Cubs allow us to do it. Kyle's over there smirking. Other <laughs> famous players from Canada. Canada, Joey Votto. Oh, that's right. You also have Vladdy Jr. Oh, well. Probably born there while his dad was playing. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Freeman. Really? I never knew that. Yeah. I knew Votto, but I didn't. Huh. Uh, Fergie Jenkins. Really? Yeah, two Hall of Famers from Canada, Fergie Jenkins and Larry Walker. Well, that's cool. Kyle, do you know who Fergie Jenkins played for? The Chicago Cubs. (laughs) (laughs) I was testing your history. I got a picture of him. Me, my brother, and my dad got a picture with him at Cub Spring Training when I was like six or seven years old. He Mm -hmm. was a – I have always heard he was just such a wonderful man. Great guy. Fergie, what a name, too. Fergie Jenkins. Eric Gagne, also a – Canadian. G-A-G-N-E. Good closer, right? Yes. For the Dodgers. He was really good for about two years. I mean, just like couldn't touch him for like two years. That's interesting that Ferguson Jenkins is from um, Canada. Canada. I did not know that. Matt on the U of I line on the text line. The pitcher that threw from both sides had a double thumb glove. Okay. Uh, Makes sense. Right. Yeah, we're all about tempo and pitch clock. Oh, yeah. I'm an idiot for thinking they went to the dugout. <laughs> Give me my lefty glove. Maybe they just let him keep a glove behind the uh, bolt or behind the yeah, mound, you yeah. know, just <laughs> right. <laughs> right there with the cleat cleaner. Josh says that Gagne's brother was a hockey goalie in NHL. What? Look at Josh is things, like a, I didn't know, you know Josh was a Canadian expert. He's a buff Canadian sports expert. <laughs> I know everything Josh. you need to know about Steve Nash. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, Canada, man, they've produced some solid athletes, as they should. They're just not all hockey people up there. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's cool. Larry Walker, man, was so good. Those Colorado teams, I know we've talked about That was about the mid-season before. trade, right, for the Cardinals? Yes. But when he played with the Rockies. Oh, boy. And you had Dante, Dante Bichette. Bichette. Was he a Canadian? Mm. That name sounds Canadian. Does. does it not, or is it? Am I Dante Bichette? Does that maybe maybe it doesn't? Um, and then Helton, who's like Todd was, Helton, was the starting quarterback over Peyton Manning at Tennessee <laughs> until they realized he shouldn't be. Bichette's from uh, Palm Beach, Florida. So. Ah, well, about as far away from Canada as you can get. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, Lon. Good job. It's all right. That that would be cool. Josh Curling is my jam. Jeremy Werner, a big curling fan. Is that right? Yeah, he never knew that. Really got into it in the Olympics one year. Huh? I think it was because the Swedish Swedish team was. Ah. Uh, I, I think maybe there were some other alternatives. Okay. Or not alternatives, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for there? There ulterior were ulterior motives. Ulterior motives. Yeah. Yep. yep. John Chase and Sidney Brown from Canada. Yep. Uh, good call. Of course. Good call. Quincy Garrier from Canada. Yes. Needs to play a little bit better. I'm telling you, if if Illinois was ever going to win a national title. It's this is the year, right? Mm. And they followed Lante's script. 
and I should get a lot of credit for it. Shooter from Indiana. A shooter from Indiana. Player from Canada. Yep. A lot of lefties. A lot of lefties. I mean, yes. Although only one lefty playing. That's prominent, yeah. Yeah, Shannon. Sincere, red-shirting. Mm-hmm. But it's still a lefty. Yeah, of course. Your star player is a lefty. your star player, yeah. yeah so, okay, I mean, yeah, so. that, that makes up for the fact of the volume. Might, yeah. Not the same when Trent Frazier and Alfonso Plummer were here. Correct. But it's everything I've you always got everything wanted. you need. Yep. Let's go win it. Can I bring up one thing that I should have on the note of this game? I'm saying all the, on the note all the time. I don't know why. I'm not even, I don't know. It's weird. I hate when you catch yourself saying things over and over again. Like I said, I say I, to this day, oh, I, I covered John Gross how many years ago, and I still say obviously all the time. I'm like, <laughs> it's obvious. I think we all have our. He started every press conference with obviously. Oh, he did. I, didn't I picked he? it up. Some people start it with like yes. Like you'll be like, like yeah, uh, Marcus. Uh, you know, you got a chance get kind of this rebounding. Uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, blah blah blah. <laughs> That's kind of how they start things. Hey, McDowell's your leader. Remember a couple of years ago we had his McDowell won the Daytona 500. And we had his uh, crew chief on. Mm, yeah, I remember that. That was pretty cool. It Blick, was. Blickensdurfer, was that his name? He's from like Saragordo. Sounds familiar, yes. Or Decatur area, Mount Zion. Yeah. But I didn't give any – okay, sorry to, to pivot off that. I didn't give any love to Justin Harmon, which we should have. Oh, yes. On, don't say it. <laughs> In <laughs> relation to this game. To that, on that note. Justin Harmon <laughs> has displayed a knack here recently of making some tough buckets late. That, he, that drive he had was – Clutch. It was big time. And then also... He elevated on that thing. Yeah. It was almost... Not that he can't jump. I mean, obviously. You know one of the coolest things that Justin Harmon did? When he went flying into the crowd and he took out a girl photographer and he sat there and the first thing yeah. he did... Did you see that? I he did. looked at her and he's like, are you okay? I'm sorry about that. I thought that was really cool. I thought... I don't... <laughs> I knew we get to get back to the shot, which is probably more important, but... I just thought it was kind of a cool glimpse into, you know, uh, you can just tell he's a nice kid if he's doing something like that yeah. instead of not worrying about it. Better than the Matthew Stafford at the Super Bowl Yo, parade. <laughs> that girl just fell. What should we do? Run! <laughs> <laughs> should we not help? No! Uh, I'm Matthew Stafford, man. Bad luck. That was really bad. Not good. <laughs> By the way, Kyle, I'll throw a little tidbit at you. Denny Hamlin has won the Daytona 500 three times, and he's currently running second. Now, we're way, way early in this one because mm. the big one will happen soon. Maybe not soon, but it'll happen in the next couple hours. You know what the big one is, the big wreck. You know restrictor plates, Kyle? No, I do <laughs> <Okay>. not. <laughs> so if you notice, because I know you don't watch any other races, Daytona and the super speedways like Talladega, et cetera, they all run in a bunch. Do you see that? Like yes. you've, you've seen that. So that's like they have restrictor plates that they have to have somebody with them essentially to get up to the speed they need to be. So you got to run in bunches as opposed to like a Martinsville, let's say, where they can – you'll see them spread out a little bit more. So there's always a big wreck because all it takes is one dude to slip up and then, you know, they're all bunched together and you'll lose like 16 guys on one lap. So they always call it the big one. There you go. I'm excited – for next year when Kyle goes back at you. He's like, actually, the science behind it says that <laughs> you want to do the flying V. Next year, that'll be next week. More than the bunch. <laughs> right. The bunch formation's old school. It's kind of like the wing T in football. The spread. With <laughs> the, the, spread. <laughs> the The goose. Yeah. How the geese fly the, through the, the air. V yeah, the Hendrix the, Motorsports will come up with that one. Yeah, there's a reason the birds. Well, I've ever looked up in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> we're a little goofy today yeah Sorry, adam with a good call here i always say it's interesting and yeah. then i say the word different every time interesting interesting i do <laughs> i do that and and etc i feel like it's all right brad underwood gives i think five different pronunciations for marcus damask <laughs> domask 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 yeah it's damask can we mention, before we catch a break and hear from Brad Underwood, that play that Harmon was involved in, but also Damask. Yes. Where Coleman Hawkins 
saves the ball out of bounds, although almost just led Jameer Young into a fast break by heaving it over his head. Jameer Young gets it at half court, beats Harmon down the floor. Damask is there, though, to contest, doesn't foul, which is was huge. maybe one of the ones that Willard was potentially complaining about. He was definitely wasn't a foul. Yeah, he, he was, was going backwards. It was great disciplined contest. Agree. And then Harmon was in position to make sure that Julian Reese doesn't tip dunk that thing. Yes. Harmon grabs the rebound. It ends up, I think, going from Harmon to Shannon to Hawkins for an and one. Yeah. And that went from a one-point lead for Illinois to a four-point lead. Maryland would have taken the lead if they just made that shot. Credit to Marcus and then obviously Justin. Justin making some some big plays late. A guy that has had some some uninspired play here and there. But he just seems that late in games has, has made some winning plays for you. And, and Yeah, because he got back. You may have said that. Um, he got back and put a body on Julian Reese, right? Did you say that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then that led to of course the uh the sprint out essentially down to Hawkins. I mean to have the I mean why wouldn't? You? It's not like look, it wasn't a superman play, but it was still a really good play of a kid that busted it down to one end, got a rebound and then it, not only that was looking up court and spotting Coleman who had made his way back onto the court for the dunk and that was definitely a huge play. Maryland could just never quite take the lead, could they? They tied it a couple of times, I think. But every time you'd hear their crowd, every time they'd take a shot, like I think Jameer Young shot a three once. They were down two late. And you could hear the crowd just get fired up because they thought he was going to make it and take a lead, and then he didn't make it. So it just seems like Illinois just kind of clung to that little lead and then finally was able to pull away. Back to your point in the first hour, though, about free throws. You know these games, all of a sudden, they just become there's a foul every time down the court. Uh. And, yep. and for both teams, and they're both shooting free throws. But with about seven minutes to play on that, whoever was doing the play-by-play was like, oh, this is probably going to be decided at the line. And, and he said that, and I was like, please don't turn into that game. It's just not fun basketball it's to watch. Not. It's just it's boring. It's, it's boring to just every time down the court there's a foul – you shoot two, and then we'll go down to the other end. Wait 30 seconds. I'll call a foul. You shoot two, and we'll do it all over again. And, and you just play the game of maybe it was too tightly of a, a whistle. Like, it yeah. shouldn't have been a foul. Then the ref goes and talks to the coach that's mad, and then the coach that's mad works it into that guy's brain that you need to make it up. Exactly. And then anything close cycle. at the other end, yep. boop, yep. send to the line, and it's, it's just that back and forth. Yep. Making up things. And it's always the guy that gets the uh, the made-up call that, like, barely touches him, and he's like, what? Like, I, I didn't even right. touch him. Right. Yeah, no, it's – and I know there's – thankfully, not every game goes like that, but when the when you start having those I, – I remember saying to myself, watching the end of that game, I'm like, ah, this is – It's ugly. But it is what it is. Kyle, before we catch this break and hear from Brad, his perspective on Saturday's win, Justin Harmon, what do you think about – I do know I appreciate some texters weighing in the U of I Link text line saying it was Harmon straight to Hawkins. I thought that too. Yeah, it was. But when I was going back through the stats, they gave the assist to Terrence Shannon. They must have just made a mistake on that. So Well, they did, yeah, because Harmon threw – yeah, he threw it just down straight, to Hawkins. Yeah, yep. straight skips pass yep. up the – Right side. Right side. Coleman makes the baseline drive and then the finish yep. with the foul on Scott. So, uh, Justin Harmon, Kyle. I did the jack buck there, Lon. Mm-hmm. I hope you appreciated that. No, I, th- I he's been great, and you needed somebody on your bench to step up and give you some production because for a stretch there, both Goody and Harmon were really not giving you a whole lot. Agreed. And I know your rotation's going to shorten, and the tournament's already pretty short as it is, but you need that guy off the bench that you can trust as that sixth man to come in and maybe even close games out. I know Quincy hasn't really gotten the trust of Brad here recently with, with some of his play to close game so Harmon stepped in and he made some big plays and he had all year long it feels like there's just been those little like glue guy type plays that you remember from late in these close games that he's capable of making which is pretty awesome so yeah. I, I think he could be a, a big piece of a March run. Lindy says in the U of I line league text line Harmon is a bucket getter dude knows how to see the ball goes with the basket watches highlights when he committed he may save a game or two in March. Yeah he'll be huge I mean I think he could be huge for this team it's great to have, and I wrote about it in my player grades, how much Brad is enjoying. We, we've talked about it throughout the year, just the team on a whole, but mm-hmm. especially a guard. 
a fifth-year veteran guard Huge. versus pretty much Shannon and a bunch of freshmen last year yep. in the backcourt with yep. Epps and Sky and Sincere. And some of those guys did some good things. Yeah, oh, yeah. They had their but moments. To have someone that's been there before, even Huge. maybe not on this level, but playing like an older guy, particularly in crunch time, that'll be important, as Lindy says, especially when they count the most in March. Let's catch a break. Let's hear from Brad Underwood, who spoke to the media after the 85-80 to 80 win in College Park on Saturday. Stick with us. This is The Drive. At Pards in Urbana, the boots just keep on coming. They're known for their huge collection of men's cowboy boots, women's cowgirl boots, kids' boots, and even shoes. If you're searching for top footwear brands, look no further than Pards. They carry a wide variety, including Ariat, Dan Post, Smoky Mountain, Roper, Double H, and more. And if socks or accessories are what you need, they've got all your high-quality essentials. Since 1968, Pards has been serving their customers with high-quality merchandise. And if you haven't been to Pards in a while, a lot has changed. Go check them out just off University Avenue in Urbana. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Are you tired of shivering in the winter? Look no further than your local heroes at ABC Heating and Air Conditioning. Hi, this is Gina inviting you to give us a call at 217-352-5400 to book your appointment to make sure your furnace is running safely and efficiently this winter. We've been proudly locally owned and operated and have been serving our community for over 50 years. ABC, always be comfortable. Call me, 217-352-5400 to book your appointment today or go to abcheatingandac.com. Welcome to Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. Hi, I'm looking for a refrigerator. When you buy from us, you get the whole store. Oh, yeah, well, I just need a refrigerator. Don't need the whole store. But you get it, the whole store. My kitchen is only about this big. You get me. Hello. All those delivery, installation, and service technicians in back. Wow, all those people? The Dick Van Dyke 5-10 year protection plan, which means in the unlikely event something goes wrong in the first five years, your repair cost is nothing. Nothing? 10 years parts coverage on the major components. Looks like I'm getting more than the refrigerator today. Um, how much does this whole store cost? Nothing. Come on. For real. We guarantee to beat any competitor's deal, all that other stuff we talked about, like our service tax. And your 5-10 year protection plan. All all included. I'm Dennis Freakin, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. And when we say you get the whole store, we mean the whole store. Wow! Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. When you buy from us, you get the whole store. It seems like the cost of everything is on the rise. But Erie Insurance can help make sure your auto insurance premium isn't one of them. Avoid rate increases with Erie Rate Lock. Even if you have a claim, your rates won't go up until you change your car, driver, or address. Your Erie agent in Champaign is Thomas and Eller's Insurance. Erie Raidlock is not available in all states. Other conditions and limitations at erieinsurance.com. Go to erieinsurance.com for company licensure and product details. By now, you've all heard the expression, when you turn the key and the car won't run, call 367-9481 for PDR Automotive. They are what's best for your truck or car. They are PDR. But who are they? They, the PDR staff, understand that a name is only as good as the people that represent it. The PDR staff has more than 335 years of combined automotive experience, several employees now on staff for more than 25 years. PDR, more than just a name. Family owned and operated, now celebrating over 50 years in business. Brad, you kind of mentioned that uh, Terrence, 86 points in, in his last games, defensively making an impact. Is this kind of when you expected him to turn it on, or what are you seeing from him these last three games in particular? I, I don't know if it was when I expected. I didn't know coming back. I, You know, that, that, that was so hard, and um, I, I, I was he, – he's been a great teammate, and, and he's, he tried to not – almost tried too hard not to mess things up or not to be – you know, so assertive. People laugh. We don't run much to Terrence. And, and it's just kind of how he scores the basketball in transition, um, you know, at the foul line, uh, driving the basketball. Um, you know, we, we try to create space for him. But, um, you know, what he's done defensively is where he's made the jump since he's been back. 
uh, he was awful in the first few games, and and now he's kind of back in a in in a in a mode where he's he's doing what he does. And I thought he was terrific tonight. Brad, the uh, play you referenced, the Hawkins three point play, the defensive awareness at one end, and then the awareness to be able to make that outlet and get everything. How valuable do you think that is for you guys to have all of that stuff clicking? And how encouraging is it with about a month to go that that's what you, a month to go in the regular season? Well, those are plays that send you home. In the NCAA tournament, and and uh, you know one of the one of the most heartbreaking plays of, of my coaching career was us not diving on a loose ball against Notre Dame to go to the Sweet 16 by a guy who did it all year long, and and trying to get our guys to understand the difference between winning and losing, and as I call it, the abruptness of the end, which happens in the NCAA tournament, and and that was a big play. It wasn't a real smart play by Coleman flinging it towards their basket, but the play Marcus made, uh, and then Justin, uh, the wherewithal to pitch it ahead. And um, uh, those are plays that veterans make. And, um, again, we, 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 we talk a lot about those. So, uh, yeah, those, those are plays you need to be able to make uh, down the stretch in, in the last, uh, last, last third of the season. Speaking of that closing time, whether it's forcing Jameer to have some tough twos there at the end or making free throws, how do you feel like your group – played there in the final two minutes overall? Well, I told him this is as tough an environment as there is in the Big Ten. And, um, you know, I, I didn't think we handled things great at Michigan State on their reunion weekend and their whiteout and their whole deal. And, and um, uh, But I thought we did it today with our defense. We can talk about the plays, but I thought we got stops. Um, you know, the biggest, biggest piece of the game, and let me make sure I get it right, they shot 34% the second half. And that's, that's what you have to do on the road, 21% or what from three. And that's how you have to win. And I thought we did that today, even when the crowd got rowdy, even when they made a couple 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 possessions in a row scoring, I thought uh, uh, we, we handled that pretty well. And Brad, you mentioned getting your win here, but just what can this win and maybe the way you want it mean you know, as you kind of put the last pieces you know, of the regular season together? We still got a lot of basketball left now, and I mean, it's we got a really, really hard one, and I think we're playing in Rec Hall, a place that I've never seen, and everybody tells me it's nuts, and so we got a lot of basketball. You know, it's one game that against a really good team, and and I have so much respect for for Kevin and and what he's done as a coach, but um, you want to build on some of those little plays that we've been talking about, the winning plays, and and uh, you know that's. That's that's what gives you a chance in, in March is the ability to make those plays. I've been challenging Marcus to get on the glass. Uh, I'm going to keep challenging Terrence Shannon to get on the glass. He had one rebound in 39 minutes. Uh, all of you guys could go out and get one rebound. Um, and and we got to challenge him. He's got another place to go to his game for us to get where we need to go. So a lot of positives. It was nice to, to, to get one against a really quality opponent and, and a great venue. See a lot of following tonight, but what what did you like about your defense? Felt like you got aggressive there at the end of the first half and kind of carried that over. What did you like about how you guys handled it? We tried to guard the ball, you know, and we did some different things today. I mean, we we doubled Julian, um, you know, softly a few times, but we did that more to protect Coleman uh, than for any other reason. Um, and uh, but then you know, then we had a little stretch where we 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 abs- we, we blitzed. Uh, Jameer in the first half and created some rotations. But, uh, m- you know, most of the second half was just simply, you know, straight man uh, or fouling. We've, we've got to get we've got to get stopped. I mean, we commit some bad fouls, and, and we got to clean that up. What did you like about what Justin gave you off the bench? I mean, it seemed like he was assertive attacking the basket you know, when he had those opportunities. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they're one of the top ten teams in the country and not giving up threes. And so there's very little uh, opportunity for for spray out threes. We knew that going in. We spent a ton of time talking about that. And and so you've got to be able to drive the ball. First time dr- Justin drove the ball tonight, great drive. But he w- jumped off one leg, and and I don't know if it was Dante or somebody spiked it, you know. And and then late, you know, he he went in with some assertiveness and two foot jump stops and finished and and got fouled. So um, he's been great, and uh, we need him. Uh, was Maddie gave up a three late, uh, but uh, that's a mistake he can't make in 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 March. 
19 to 2 fast breaks. How does that pace the offense? And, and what do you like most when you're getting up and down the court like that? Well, this is one of the best defensive teams, not only in the Big Ten, but in the country. And to walk in here and score 85 points um, is, is great. And, and uh, you know, I think we, we, we gained a little bit from um, watching the Iowa game. Iowa got some easy baskets against them in transition. We really emphasize it, it's what we try to do. But, um, you know, when we could quit fouling, and actually got some stops. They only shot 34% in the second half. We could really get out and run, and that's where uh, Terrence is elite and and, uh, and and Coleman as well. Hi, this is Chris Jackson with Kramer Siding and Window. And whatever your project, you can count on Kramer Siding to offer you the best products backed by the best warranties in the business, as well as Central Illinois employees dedicated to providing you with professional installation and a lifetime of great customer service. And right now, you can save 10% on roofing, sunrooms, and decks, get 15% off gutter helmet, and you can save 25% on preservation siding, windows, and doors. So call today or visit us at kramersiding.com and let's get started on your project. Illini fans, taste what's special about Jets Pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right, save $5 on all specialty pizzas like the barbecue chicken pizza, chicken grill to perfection, premium mozzarella cheese, bacon, red onion, and BBQ sauce. All piled onto Jets' amazing crust made from dough they make fresh every day. There's also their super special all meaty chicken bacon ranch and more, all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jets specialty pizza for $5 off. Accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. And what is Dane Danger's favorite thing about living at Pacifica on Green? The space is crazy. The rooms are very nice. Everything is brand new. The people that work here are very nice, very friendly. And I feel like it's just very convenient. The environment is definitely good around here. Even just doing my work, good um, environment around here. That's basketball star Dane Danger. See it for yourself, the ultimate in student housing. Pacifica on Green. Visit them at pacificaongreen.com. Are you tired of getting the short end of the stick and always being stuck with cold water for your showers? Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing is here to help. With current tax incentives and rebates, you can save up to $900 on a high-efficiency tankless water heater, unlimited hot water, and saving on your energy bills. It seems like the best gift you could give your home. With the current promotion of 0% financing for qualified applicants, you can afford not to call. 217-841-4728. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Your home's best friend. Hi, this is Amanda Jean, the founder and planner of Inspire Your Wedding and Events. After the big yes, are you daydreaming about the big I do? Join us for premier, interactive, immersive, inspirational wedding showcase to bring together vendors and couples from all over Central Illinois for your big day. Come away with ideas and vendors that will make your wedding one of the most inspiring days of your life. Save the date on Saturday, March 23rd at the historical and unforgettable Orpheum in downtown Champaign. For complete details, visit inspireyour.com. That's inspireyour.com. Relax. Colby Wright, Law Enforcement Official of the Month, brought to you by Max at MX Electric. Kind of the, the classic answer of what I wanted to do since I was a kid. This is my 11th year being in law enforcement. I really can't imagine doing anything else. Mm. I get a lot of joy out of it. And how do you handle the fact that there's so many untruths that are being said about law enforcement? You got to have thick skin. You know, I know why I'm out there. My family knows why I'm out there. And most people know what we're doing is for the right thing, you know. Well, I'm glad you love it because we need guys like you. Yeah, well, I do enjoy it. I don't really know what else I would do. So. Yeah. And University of Illinois Police also has a few dogs. We do. We have several uh, therapy dogs along with uh, the, you know, the bomb dogs, the OD dogs. And uh, yeah, we, we have a pretty large canine program where we're at. And you do a great job out there protecting, serving the public. Well, thank you. And we appreciate your support. Relax. Call back 217-359-7293. 
Stevie J Broadcasting is looking for organizations that regularly distribute information regarding employment opportunities to job applicants or have job applicants to refer. If your organization would like to receive notification of job vacancies at our stations, please notify Human Relations at 101 East Washington in Philo, Illinois, 61864, or email hr at sjbroadcasting.com or by phone at 217-367-1195. SJ Broadcasting is an equal opportunity employer encouraging minorities and females to apply. It's hard to recognize the full impact that nearly 1.3 million American charitable nonprofits provide. From hospitals to youth clubs, parks to humane societies, and everything in between, organizations provide value, valuable services, perks, and entertainment to our lives. And how do these nonprofits function? Well, oftentimes we see volunteers on the front lines who organize and get it done. Nonprofit board members are responsible for guiding these organizations and shaping shared beliefs into plans. Busey's proud to give back to their communities by doing the right thing for customers and building trusted relationships that span generations. Last year alone, Busey Associates gave nearly 16,000 hours of their time to hundreds of community organizations. Visit Busey.com backslash the pillar to learn more about nonprofit board service and visit Busey.com backslash impact to learn more about Busey's commitment to the communities they serve. Busey, member FDIC. Back on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. couple things I want to hit on as we finish out the show, something we haven't mentioned. I know I can't remember who brought it up on the U of I Atlanta Lake text line. It was something that we chatted about off the air, but the Coleman-Hawkins Twitter game continues to <laughs> flex its muscles. Expanded to TikTok as well. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh. See, I'm not on the yeah. – I was going to say the old TikTok, but it's really the new thing. Is TikTok a thing uh, for you, Kyle? Do you, have, do you have TikTok? I don't have it. Do you I have Instagram? Yes. I have Instagram. I'm like one of the very few people my age that does not have TikTok. Really? Mm. Yeah. I would imagine. Facebook? Probably not for you. No. <laughs> MySpace? Nope. AIM? Nope. What is I, that? I've, I've never heard of that. AOL Instant Messenger? Oh, That's what we did back oh, when, yeah. when I was like in middle school. How funny is that? Uh, phone call? <laughs> you do any of that yes okay all right i didn't know i didn't know if that was still a thing probably one of the very few in his <laughs> classes does that as well i've even fallen into the trap uh, i do it too. like yeah. email and text are my two best if you want to get a hold of me i just you know i've always said like we sit down especially and i, I don't like i like that people will call me and a lot of times they don't they're not even thinking of it but we'll sit down and do this show for two hours and the last thing I want to do is go talk. You know what I'm saying? I just want to get in my truck, drive to a game, kind of chill out, relax, hear a little music, whatever. And, you know, my phone will start blowing up. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to talk. <laughs> but I like to text. That's, that's my thing. Mm-hmm. And email, as you guys know. Boys, here's the scoop. Okay. <laughs> that is always my that's favorite. That's how it starts. Here's Trevor used to always give you crap Oh, for that. God. <laughs> Do you got like Kyle? Do you now check your email only because you know I'm probably sending some dumb email? <laughs> hey guys, uh, Brad Underwood uh, audio. Talk about Illinois win, Brad Underwood audio. You got anything else? <laughs> we used to have the fun contrast of Lon wouldn't take his cell phone into work or he'd turn it off yeah. or something like that at the office. Well, I never, I didn't get the, uh, or maybe not service. Yeah, I couldn't get very good service and. So Trevor wouldn't check his emails, which Lon would always send stuff out via email, and Lon wouldn't check his cell phone. So we had a lot of really good programming back then. We made it. We're still here today. We somehow did it. But uh, that was always a funny Yeah, time. I used to leave the office, and I'd get a little bit out of town, and it, my phone would just blow up. Just, you know, like 14 texts in one group, 38 in another. I'm like, what? Like, what happened that you needed me? I don't know. I'm otherwise a pretty boring guy. Yeah. 
But I do like Coleman. Coleman Hawkins. Yeah, I mean, so they had the, which was a cool, like, throwback Maryland shirt that everybody got there. Kyle, you you did a a good rendition paraphrasing of what Coleman had to say, or did you pull it up? I could play it. All right, so he got asked about the environment at Maryland. He mentions, in contrast to, I mean, previously, especially as recent as that Iowa game versus – yeah. That one. So how, how about I got you the whole that? bite. It'll be so in they the middle. Were, they were giving these shirts away during the game? They had it, I think, every seat in the house. Oh, and Coleman was able to grab one. They, he was on the team plane with one. Oh, my and gosh. And someone screenshotted this TikTok video. They almost made like it look like a music video type of thing <laughs> with different guys doing different I stuff. Saw, I didn't hear the music, but I saw him like doing the – Ty Rogers was doing the thing. The end has Coleman with a <laughs> – Certain finger on his hand. Uh-huh, I saw that. Flashing with the uh, Maryland shirt. So, hmm. How about the, the Coleman clip before we talk more about that? Uh, it was a big win. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a quad one win. Uh, it's always good to win, get a win on the road because it's hard. Uh, you know, they're giving out free T-shirts and having all their students come in trying to pack it out. Um, usually there's a thousand people in here, but... Um, you know, we were able to get a win tonight in a pretty hostile environment. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He's burning it down he on loves his last troll, trip through man. the Big Ten, man. Oh, yeah. He is burning it down. And it's funny. It's fun. Oh, it's awesome. Wow. Does Maryland usually not get pretty good crowds? When they they run real hot and cold. When okay. they're good, that yeah. place is, is live and jumping. I was there, was it last year? Yeah. Okay. Late night, early season tip. They were excited about Willard. They had mm-hmm. won some early season games, and it was like a nine o'clock local tip. And Van Pelt was there, and that building, oh, that's right, that building was on fire. Yeah. But yes. of yes. course, there's been <laughs> other games where when they stink, and detergent, and mm-hmm. points this year where they just they don't show up. You're not no. good. They they're not going to come out and support you. So probably a lot to do in that area. Maybe I guess <laughs> DC is like an hour away yeah. from College Park. I need to get out. Go to eat DC some crab again. cakes. Mmm. Yeah. I say mmm like I wouldn't eat them, but I've I've uh, heard yeah. I've heard people that like them really like them. Yeah. Really like the crab cakes. So no doubt. That's awesome. So what do you guys think? And then also when Purdue lost, Coleman tweeted out. I think it was like one of the villains from Scooby Doo laughing <laughs> <laughs> after they lost to Ohio State on Sunday. And he did that when they previously lost to Nebraska, I believe. See, now that – I was never a trash talker. Still not to this day. I would worry because you still have to play them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing like – I mean, you, you could still play Maryland in the Big Ten tournament, I guess, but you're pretty much done with them. So now you can – on the way out, you can go scorched earth and just – but like Purdue coming to you still, I, I don't know that I'd feed the fire. One thing I would say from a competitive standpoint, obviously, Coleman can do whatever he wants. Right. But when you lose to a team and then you're trash talking yeah. about that, there's, there's still kind of that, like, well, you, you guys lost to Purdue. Exactly. So kind of clowning them, mm-hmm. it almost feels like, you know, it, it kind of goes in shifts here recently, especially I liken it maybe to the Cardinals and Cubs. Like, right. Where the Cardinals are good and Cubs fans, you know, the Cardinals will lose to the Dodgers in the playoffs and Cubs fans will talk a bunch of noise. Or when the Cardinals are down and the Cubs will fall short of the playoffs right. or lose in the, in, the, in the playoffs and the Cardinals fans are saying, ha, ha, ha. Like, it's like, or just, you know. It's like, what, you're, you weren't even close to the playoffs. Why are you We were better about? than you. What do you why are you even talking to me <laughs> right. right now? No, it's true. It's true. So that's maybe why, yeah, with Coleman talking the smack to Purdue. Although it's funny. It's funny. And that game's going to be so amplified anyway. Like. You think Purdue's going to be sleepwalking, but then right. they read Coleman's Twitter feed and they're like, "Oh, actually, we're going to we're going to bring it to Coleman." We're here to beat Coleman up. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted well, to ask you though. They'll line. get a lot. He'll get a lot of crap yeah. though if they don't beat him. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure he can handle it. I'm sure. On the note, we we've kind of just yeah, I said it again. Yeah, that's take all right. a lap. Uh, <laughs> all right. So speaking of laps, Joey Logano, your leader. Good segue. Sorry. They're in the stage two now. We've talked about it before, like villains around, which I, I think he kind of has that role now, right? Totally. He's disliked around totally. the Big Ten. And there have been plenty of examples of players that, like a Chris Kramer, maybe some included in like the way they play, like yes. Brad Davison, but yeah. also then maybe some of the, the antics, whether it's arrogance, whether it's just 
whatever you want to call it, that you hate them if they're against you, you love them if they're on your team. I've mentioned before that they're different players, but Lucas Johnson seemed to be one of yep. those guys for sure. Was there anybody else here, whether it's recently or like his like big picture wise? Did Ray back? Rice talk some smack? I think he did, but those teams were never good enough to right to really do it. I'm trying to think. I mean, that 0405 team didn't have a lot of that. I don't think they so. They just went out yeah. and beat your ass. Did, I mean, everybody. it was <laughs> that's just there's the scoreboard. That you know, that's all I need to tell you. Um, man, I'm thinking back. I, I mean, Lucas was definitely one that got under your skin. Absolutely, Lucas Johnson. Gosh, who else would have been in that vein, kind of, if you will? Now, Coleman is one of those guys that I don't know. Excuse me, I don't know that he normal. I don't know if he upsets fan bases because of the way he plays. Right? I mean. Does he is he that arrogant I think on the when court? When he complains, well, yeah, the complaining. Definitely. And he does like to chirp the crowd. You're, yeah, you're right. You're right. Although if he's only saying boom, then that's not oh, a whole yeah. lot. Are we sure that that's? I don't think that's all that he has said. <laughs> maybe just in that moment. <laughs> but it seems. I mean, like you know, after that dunk from Harmon, you know, Harmon threw it down to him and he dunked, and then he's like holding the ball in the air and just kind of smiling. You know, I mean, he knows how to get under your skin. But, like, a guy like Brad Davison was more of, you know, he was just – you couldn't stand him because he was making every little hustle play. And, and after and a while – And flopping a bunch. And flopping. And after a while, just got – it just got annoying. And, and Lucas Johnson did a lot of that with the uh, flop and stuff. But he just took so many charges. Lucas did. Which is what Davison did as well. But Coleman is just – I mean, Hunter Dickinson – Yeah. He was, was a, a social media sure. dude. And, out, yeah, when you're outspoken like that. They're probably best friends. I mean, I could see both of them just being like, oh, man, this is awesome. I but, do remember back in the offseason when Coleman had that tweet to <laughs> Hunter when Hunter went in the portal. So something like, sup, or something like that. Kind of is, that, like, flirty yes. tweet. Yeah, like, hey, you could come to Illinois. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt and Tim, by the way, in the U of I line on the text line, bringing up DeMonte. Oh. When you think about DeMonte and uh, Connor McCaffrey going headbutt to headbutt, <laughs> forehead to forehead. I think Andrew's right. I, for some reason, I have to keep coughing here. I don't know why. Uh, Myers Leonard seemed like he talked some smack. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Good Lord. Yeah, DeMonte was – look, those Peoria guys, mm. Serge would talk a little smack. I don't know that Marcus Griffin ever did. But, yeah, you know – you better bring it if you're going to play in Peoria. Sure. So I think they uh, they kind of learned at an early age to probably have some really fiery scrimmages and or Saturday pickup games at the park or whatever. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of trash talking that goes on there. A lot. Yep. But That's I mean, a good one, Demonte. It's not a bad one. Uh, Kyler says that Chester probably ruffled some feathers. I know he ruffled uh, Eric Gordon's when he. Yes, he did. Man, that was smacked awesome. him there at uh, midcourt with the shoulder. There again, Eric uh, Gordon got kind of got the last laugh, right? Yeah, unfortunately, with the banked in three and Sean Pruitt's <laughs> missed free throws. That stinks. Oh man! And then a good is he still playing? Eric Gordon's still playing. Yeah, he's wow. on the Phoenix Suns. Is he really? Has he ever had like a lead role in the NBA? Uh, I don't or is, think so. has he been just more of kind of a shooter? Yeah, I mean, he's been a starter and uh, a scorer, but, yeah, he's more so of a shooter. Okay. I have to look up his NBA stats. Someone brought this up recently. I don't, it might have been on our message board. But on the note of Eric – oh, jeez. On the note of Eric Gordon, I'm going to – you know what? I'm going to embrace it. I'm on the note of guy. Just do it, yeah. <laughs> Just embrace I'm it. I'm going to wear a pencil in my ear and bring a notepad everywhere. On the note of – um. NIL and the current recruiting stuff that you could do. Yep. Would Illinois have kept like an Eric Gordon or oh. would there have been the fall off in recruiting with Bruce Weber? Weber might have done the whole we're not doing the portal thing. I, I could see that. He'd be like Izzo. That's why they were buddies. Yep. Yeah, I I mean, it's I'm hard sh- to say. I'm obviously. sure he, he would have done it. I'm, I'm sure he would have done the portal, but. Right. And then if it's not cheating, then. Yeah, well, right. I mean, I as long as it's above board, then Weber was all for it. Yeah. I mean, he he is a great guy, you know. So for sure. 
But, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, Eric Gordon, career numbers, averaged 16 points a game in the NBA. So that's probably Dang. more than you would have thought. He it is. won sixth man of the year back in 2017 with Houston. Started with the Clippers, where he would have been an early round pick. His third year in the league back in 2011, averaged 22 a game. So hmm. he's been a primary scorer. Or or one of the I would imagine he's probably the leading scorer for the Clippers that year, but down the stretch, middle to latter portions of his career, a you know perimeter spot up shooter for the yeah. most part. No, that like. makes sense. Well, that's a pretty good career if you've averaged sixteen a game in the NBA, and he's been I playing for how many years? Fifteen? No. Mm, what is that? Quick math. I mean, Chester's now... Since 08, 09. Mm. So he came into the league when he was 20, and he's currently <gasps> 35. So, yeah, 15. Yeah. Man, that's a pretty good career. I'd say. I don't know why I keep coughing. Is it time to end the show soon? Because it is. I'm time like to end down the here soon. like needing holes. Or Why do you always say... Like, do you say Kleenex instead of a tissue? Like, we always say the brand name, right? Yeah, I say Kleenex. So instead of a cough drop, I say Halls or Ludens. The old Ludens. Give me a Halls. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the first version of the seating projection? I did. How much stock do you – I don't always put a ton of stock into that. I think it matters maybe more as you get closer. I always kind of get annoyed a little bit with the college football. Yeah. I think they milk yeah, yeah, it a yeah. little bit too much. It's like, all right, this is the picture of now, but we got a bunch of games left <laughs> that will determine a lot. That right. We're all just going to get mad. How is TCU in over <laughs> Bama right now? Like, That's so true. There's a month and a half of the season exactly. left. Exactly. Well, let me ask you this. How important does it matter to the actual seeds in the NCAA tournament? Is it – how much do the seeds matter yeah. themselves? Is it like set in stone? Like if you're if you're fifteenth, then you're definitely a four seed come March. Mm. Like if the season ended today, would Illinois definitely be a four? I think so. Like that was the snapshot that we got from the committee. So in that Illinois was going to be a f the fifteenth. Yeah. <laughs> is that what they say? Yeah, that's how they pronounced oh, it. That's right. <laughs> Day and Kevin Warren. And 15th, Illinois. Uh, uh, Brad, Brad Evans, real quick. I know we've got to get out of here, but he gave his updated big board. Illinois has moved up to the top number four seed, so just on the fringe of jumping back into three seed range. Got teams like a, a Wisconsin that's fallen yep. here, and that's why it's important to have a strong finish yes. where – Getting a three doesn't necessarily guarantee that right. second weekend berth. You could run into a tough six. I mean, we've seen, obviously, every seed pull off an upset here. But especially if you're, like, in the region with UConn or even mm -hmm. Idart, you know, Houston. Um, Who would be the one opposite you in Brad's board? Uh, <coughs> I think it would be Arizona. Oh. And the committee reveal was Houston. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't want to deal with Houston, personally. Yeah. Do we have the, the physicality to deal with them this year? Maybe. I think Illinois has shown to give up a lot of offensive rebounds at 